There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. I'm recording right now. Let's go. Let's go. Recording, recording. Recording. Uh, what she said. Now, what is this movie? <laughs> Think like a man, bitch. Think like a man. What she said. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at Hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch... Think like a man. It was not me. I don't take any credit for I this. Didn't, I didn't pick this movie. Oh, shit. I picked this movie. You picked this movie. You're welcome. <laughs> what she said. Well, this is the classic Todd pick maneuver here. <laughs> oh, come on. It wasn't like it was not awesome, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> This movie was so bad. I mean, here's the thing. I I did not have high expectations because I really, really, really disliked the book. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've also really, really, really disliked the book. Let me piggyback on what Paige said. I had very low expectations. Mm-hmm. And this came in <laughs> far below those. Yeah. I didn't know this was about a book. Yeah. Todd, have you even heard of this movie before? Or did we just kind of blindly pick again? No, I mean, this is super, it was a super popular movie that did really well in the box office, which makes me sad inside. And two of the people that were, actually a bunch of people that were in this movie were also in About Last Night. And I loved About right. Last Night. Which is a better movie, a way better oh, movie. It's way better, but I think it's because it's about two couples and not 85 people. You know, this. Yeah. So it has the, I think, the love actually problem. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. This this is a classic love actually, right? It's worse than love actually. I, I mean, I think it's because I also really dislike love actually. I've, Same. Yeah. People know. Go back and listen to that episode whatever. I don't dislike this more or less. I think it, I dislike it in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was like, oh, oh. So this book says that all men are bad, I think. Well, it's complicated. The book seems wild. The book actually exists, man. It's like, that's not like a bit for the movie. The book preceded the movie or predated the movie. The movie talked about it and monologued about it or voiceovered about it. A fair, it was basically like an infomercial, you know? Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, it was basically like an infomercial. Yeah. And even when it came out, I was like, I don't know why anyone is listening to relationship advice from Steve Harvey 
anyway. The dude's been married like four times and divorced almost as many times. So he's good at it, Paige. That's what that he's means, right? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with, with getting divorced. Some people shouldn't be together. I, I get it. But if you've done it like four times, I'm going to question maybe what you're bringing to the table a little bit, unless you're like super old and you've just had a lot of time. You know, or whatever. I'd like but... to speak on the actual advice, some, some of it, because okay. I'm so thrilled that Mikey's going to give like relationship advice from on this. a mental <laughs> health perspective. Oh, actually, you are qualified for yes, that. I will because say I was thinking about this the whole time where I was like, I disagree with a lot of this on a feminist level, but I think Mikey's going to have communication notes it seems like the book just says to lie to each other a lot and i feel like that's not healthy and you can just be honest about your expectations in a partner and you really could just sum it up in like like a a couple of paragraphs probably other than typecasting the boys or whatever (laughs) but you can't sell someone a whole damn book that just says go to therapy i have a whole chip (laughs) on my shoulder about pop psychology (laughs) and self-help books uh anyway is it because most of them are pretty much just cults yeah oh is that like too honest that's my frustration with it same (laughs) i'm like oh you have seminars what a shocker yeah i i it it really is really reductive in the way it views men and women and tradition and like gender roles and like people are not that simple first yes. off and that's I mean our characters in the movie they are but <laughs> Yo, God, yes. real people are not like that right and I think if you wrote the movie with half of the characters and like just literally push characters together instead of them being exactly one thing. Make them two things, maybe. And then you have less stories to tell, and it makes more sense. Like, specifically, the one couple who were like, are we going to get engaged? And I'm like, y'all need to have a fucking conversation before you spend $10,000 redecorating the house. They've been together for nine years. <laughs> That's the one that makes the least sense to me. Same. When they were, like, getting engaged at the end, I was like, oh, this is gonna end so badly soon. So but bad. Natalie and I watched this together. And she was like, wait, are they are they going to get engaged at the end of this? And I was like, no, I think by the end of the movie, she's going to realize she doesn't want to be with him. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, I guess I was wrong. I, I would argue that a number of these people should not be with <laughs> their people. And no. they should go off to make other choices at the end of this movie. But I think one of the things that's so good about About Last Night that is missing from this movie, and I know they're two completely different movies and it's two couples versus 14 or whatever, is the real conversations about why they're unhappy or the things that they want. Yeah, like honest communication. Yeah, they they (laughs) ask the questions that should precipitate those conversations and then nobody has those conversations. And I was like, wow, we didn't even try to write them. (laughs) It's really the same in each side story because like the guy who's close with his mom, you could just be like, hey, your relationship with your mother seems like you're putting more attention to them with that and that makes me feel this way. Hey, your relationship with your mother looks like you should both go to fucking therapy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's not how that should go, but... Almost all the couples were like that. Like, it was just, I'm like, so you have a whole chapter where you're, like, manipulating each other but not having the honest conversation 
about yes. like what is wrong with your relationship. And, and to the point where it seems like they don't even actually like each other. They are just playing a weird game. And it was so refreshing at the very end when the guy's like, I'm going to go home and cook for my wife. And they're like, whooped. And he's like, no, no, no. I like her. She's my wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The dopey white guy that, I, you know, I don't remember anybody's fucking name, but the dopey uh, white guy. There's too many people to remember. He won. I related to him very heavily as like a sensitive emotional male in an all male group of friends. Sure. Two, he's probably the most well adjusted character where he did not let their unhealthiness rub I off felt on like him. I like he was older than them too, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't understand how he's their friend. Okay, so I actually had a thought for that. Did you? They all went to college together, and their freshman yes. year, he was like their their RA or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, Mikey, that I makes mean, sense. he is just like I want to be at home with my wife. She's awesome. I like and her. I get, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. she's a fun person. I do also like that he shows up for his friends. Like he comes to Thursday basketball and goes out for a drink afterwards. Yeah. Like no, he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. Well, and I think it's funny and, and I think it's a <laughs> it it really speaks to the movie's perspective that they play him for the joke so often. Yeah. I'm just like, look at this fucking idiot, except for that one point where I think they accidentally make him likable. Uh, and I think they only really do it so that we can find out that Kevin Hart has been married to Wendy Williams this whole time. Uh, but Gotta like, love Gail, baby. To me, I was like, they don't understand that he is in a legitimately healthy relationship. And they're over here like, now if I do this, this or whatever, which is my problem. It's one of many problems with the book. Yes, I feel like the book is fairly manipulative when you could just talk to people. Number one. Number two, I really hate, and I hated it at the time, I hate it now, that the book seems to say to women, men are imperfect and bad, and it's your job to fix it. Or it's your job to put up with it. You decide. Put up with it. Yeah. You decide. It's real It's gross. your job, yeah, to change the way you live and the things that you want and the things that you do because he's not going to put up with it. As opposed to fostering some sort of conversation and equality within two people who have equal footing and equal weight in a relationship, it says... It's your job to manipulate this person into doing what you want. And it's your fault for him being shitty. And also, all men are shitty. And I'm like, first of all, not all men are shitty. Hashtag not all men, guys. <laughs> no, I did not say that. It is a <laughs> lot of them. You can't just categorize people wholesale. And are there some things that I'm like, okay, I think this one tiny piece of advice is not bad, but it's in a whole blanket of terrible. Yes, like in in the situation where she makes a ton of money and is kind of a self-made lady and wants someone the same, I do think it's not a bad idea to say reevaluate the priorities of what about that is important to you. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I actually sort of like her story. I kind of do. There's still some issues with it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I <laughs> like that she sort of learns that lesson on her own because it feels like almost every other couple in this movie, everything is like held by the hand and goes perfectly or immediately goes badly when it needs to. Yeah. This is the only one where like I didn't necessarily see the CEO guy popping up and them dating for a while. I mean, honestly, it's Morris Chestnut, girl. You should have maybe stayed on that date with Morris Chestnut. Yeah, he never asked it. how she was. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's not, from a screenwriting perspective, that's not equal. Like, because that wasn't the problem with other people. Like, it is a problem with him and a reason why she shouldn't date him. But that doesn't immediately erase some of the things that are going to be a problem with Michael Ely's character, who I hope his food truck succeeds. 
But honestly, statistically, 90% of the time, it's not gonna. The other one that I don't understand, <laughs> it's Turtle from Entourage, right? Yeah, yeah, it is Turtle from Entourage, yes. First of all, why the hell would Turtle and Gabrielle Union ever even date? Like, come on. Oh, Secondly, come on. You, a guy can do good sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You can be, go above your station. First, you first married all, above. What? <laughs> Gabrielle Union, if you're out there, Mikey is a turtle-shaped man ready to love. She's I, not single, dude. She is not single. <laughs> if you look like Gabrielle Union, look me up. If anyone has ever said you look like Gabrielle Union, please reach out <laughs> at mrandolph24. Do you want babies as well? Gabrielle Union is 50 <laughs> years old and looks fucking amazing. She looks exactly the fucking same. And so does Megan Good who's also in this movie, also gorgeous, still looks gorgeous. And so does Taraji P. Henson, yeah. who is like 52 and looks amazing. Like everyone in this movie has aged like they are some sort of secret elven race that doesn't age. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, <laughs> it is Turtle and Gabrielle Union. I could not figure out what his job was, what he did during the day, where was he other than basketball? So that the point that like when she's just like, hey, send a, a resume like that's such a low point of entry. He could have just not gotten the job like that's how life works or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that he's like, no, why would I ever send a resume? I'm like, this is madness. Like you need to demonstrate to me a reason why he wouldn't do this. Does he fucking love his job like and doesn't want to leave? Like, what is it? I don't understand. Paige, he just didn't send it. Like, no, I know. How easy is it just to send a resume? Yeah. Just to send it. I, I was so, I was so confused. I was so sure that she was going to end up single at the end of this movie. And it was going to be like, okay, sometimes relationships aren't supposed to work out. You should dump your boyfriend like you dumped your college couch. Oh, that couch. We got to talk about the couch. There is no point in this film where it treats the people as real people with real relationships. I knew they were all going to end up together at the end. Oh, of course. Because that's how, I mean. Mikey, he sent one resume and got hired into a senior management level position. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> he only had one interview and they called him like right after. No. I just sent my resume, and that's how I run all of these programs. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I put my Transformers away, and now I save lives. Also, those were fucking vintage Transformers and, like, a vintage Atari poster. Some of that looked real fucking cool. I mean, okay, I'll be honest. I can't believe he's finally going to be honest with us, Paige. It's been, like, oh between both pods, like, 500 episodes or, like, 400 episodes. Yeah, that's me, known as the person who does not tell truths. Yeah, about myself. <laughs> you don't really want to know what was on his floor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it was shit. I mean, I mean, but I mean, like, when I moved to this house, I wanted a more adult feel. I think Mikey's about to tell me that I have to get rid of my nerd art, and I refuse. My house looks fucking cool, or it will. But also, like, is Jake down? Like, does Jake like it? Yeah. Do you guys communicate about it? Yeah, Jake brought two different swords into this relationship. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Here's what I will say. First of all, nerd dudes, you could find nerd ladies. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. But also, even if you're trying to project less nerdery, you can make strategic choices about the things you display is what I yes. would say. Yes. Some of my best friends, they're a married couple, and I think they do this very well. They have one room in their house that's like super nerdy, and the rest of it's like, 
real nice. That's what I've done with like this guest room slash office. I have all my nerdy stuff over here and on yeah. the desk and stuff. But I mean, like before my old place, I was just like, it's time to put away the college dorm room yeah. feel and like have a more adult place. And when she redecorates that house, like it looks really nice. <laughs> it does. She spent a pretty fucking penny on that house. Well, I mean, if they're stealing thrown away furniture, I guess they've been able to save some money up. I would guess because she went and outfitted her whole place in HD Buttercup, and that's a small fucking fortune. That's well, insane. Yeah, she had her own personal designer. Oh, who came to her house? Oh, okay. I was gonna bring it up when it happened, but I'll I'll burn this fun fact right now. They carry out a leather chair, and he's like, "No, not my chair. That chair costs six thousand five hundred dollars." <laughs> Like, that's an Eames lounger. Yeah, I pointed at the chair and I was like, I've seen that same exact chair at, like, Restoration Hardware for, like, 4K, I swear to God. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that chair on Mad Men. That's an expensive fucking chair. It's a very expensive chair. And they're going to throw it out? Okay, well, I'll take it. But also, she's, like, modern with a touch of vintage. Keep the Eames lounger. What are we doing? (laughs) Like, that's, what? (laughs) It, It keeps your design aesthetic. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I just... I wanted a more grown-up look, and it has worked well with people that I've dated at the time. You've um, been seducing. That has happened, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but that's better than before when I was like in relationships, and they were like, I get anxious when we go to your house. <laughs> I mean, I know where you used to live. Like, I understand that feedback. Exactly. Wait, why anxious? I tend to date people with... Oh, I thought you meant because of the action figures. And I was like, is this like, I don't have this many action figures, so I feel like less than, or... no. <laughs> just wanted it to be nicer but anyway this movie was fucking boring and hard to pay attention to and everyone had names that i didn't remember and i don't like basketball no one ever <laughs> seems to play basketball in this movie no they play it in the credits for sure they get their asses handed to them well, i think they're playing famous people in the credits. they definitely are yeah yeah if meta world peace steps up you get, he's gonna fucking stomp you at basketball yeah basically my criticism overall is that i feel like the movie and his book i guess because i'm not reading that and i'm never going to but it, i mean it was pretty much read to me during this film yeah I, I feel like we all read the book when we watched the movie yeah it just seems to reinforce all the ideals of toxic masculinity of yeah. like to women about men and to men about themselves and to men about women and cis heteronormativity yes oh yes because yeah. i was like i'm not like this no, right yeah. exactly mikey like i could sort of see you in the like mama's boy lane, but only because of the one interaction, like the Barnes and Noble, where you run into a beautiful woman and you ask her out for like a coffee date. And then she's like, well, I have to go pick up my son. And then instead of being like, oh, okay, well maybe next time or whatever, you immediately upgrade that mother to a dinner date. Like I was like, that's <laughs> a Mikey move right there. Well, yeah. Cause you know, single moms, you know, you know, they've at least had sex once. <laughs> Yeah, this whole book is almost like telling women why, like, if you, you know that thing where you, like, hold somebody's hand and hit them with it? It's like that, where it's like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you letting men treat you badly instead of being like, hey, men, why don't you stop being assholes? Yeah. And Chris Brown is in this movie. Yeah, like, way more than he should. He's in this movie, like, four different times. Yeah. I think there's a lot you have to overlook in this movie to even find sections of it enjoyable. Like, I do think Kevin Hart's funny. He's funny in this movie. I did laugh out loud when we found out Wendy Williams was his wife. Yeah, like, there's some funny elements. In what is probably an abusive relationship. Oh, I certainly got a vibe, yeah. When it's revealed that Gail is who Gail is, I 100% rethought the scene where they're like going out to celebrate his divorce and they go to like that mm-hmm. the mama's boy's mom's house and he's like 
hey, uh, how, how old's your mama? Because like I yeah. thought he was trying to incentivize <laughs> them to leave and go to the strip club. But after it's revealed who Gail is, I was like, I think maybe he was like checking out the mom, like really. Mm-hmm. And maybe we just go through it scene by scene. Mm-hmm. So we open on a cartoon about the beginning of mankind and the rituals of manhood. Somebody kills a mammoth, somebody gets circumcised in public, and then somebody gets married. And I was like, these are all really weird things to equate to each other. It's done in the same animation style as the Boondocks. It is. And I sort of dig that animation style. I do like that animation yeah, style. Yeah, it's cool. But it, it basically implies that men only got married to have sex, not to right. have any sort of companionship or a partner or someone that they care about. Only because they wanted to do the nasty. Yes, because no one ever had sex out of wedlock before. Before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And the the idea that men only want to have sex with women and that's their only purpose is pretty prevalent in this movie uh, and wild reductive. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think some of this movie is like maybe even showing that that's not like the right way to look at your spouse. Well, you know, men only marry for sex. Wait, are women people? Oh, no. Paige. They're women, Paige. We've over this. <laughs> you know, they're like, man, but like if you start to move out ahead, we'll be like, whoa, man. <laughs> this is kind of like that episode of X-Files where they're hunting Bigfoot and then they realize that it's a it's a lady Bigfoot and he just like takes the Bigfoot diagram that they had and just draws tits on it. Have you guys not seen that episode the X-Files of X-Files? Hold the fuck up. I used to watch that every Sunday with my mom and <laughs> it was a good time. Wow. Just like a character in this movie, who also had a standing Sunday date with his mom. I was 12, so, I mean, I lived there. Sorry, I didn't realize you were 12. I'm so sorry. What year do you think The X-Files came out? I honestly have no idea. I didn't watch it. 2002 is when it was, like, in its peak. That's, like, reruns. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, the 90s is when it came out. It was in the 90s? Yes. Damn, okay. Yes. Yeah, David Duchovny in the 90s drawing drawing tits on a Bigfoot. Yeah, the first thing I saw David Duchovny in, and this is going to sound insane, was the movie Evolution. Wait, what? That's the first time you've seen David Duchovny. That was the first time, and I realized that that was weird when I said, hey, that David Duchovny dude was good, man. (laughs) And my friend Randall was like, yeah, you mean that guy who's been acting forever? (laughs) He's been super famous for like two decades. (laughs) I felt like a very big dummy. Anyway, we go through all the different kinds of men that this book highlights there are only these no others does it highlight the women characters the way it highlights them it does because it says like it does and yeah, yeah not very nice no it's like the mama's boy and the whatever their t- the woman's title is like i i don't know yeah versus versus yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. which i feel like those are chapters in the book like that's the that's the vibe it gave they off. Are. i have no idea though yeah they are so it starts with the player where he's he's like, hey, you sexed it? And she's like, those are not my boobs. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> like showing like, them to her. Yeah. You recognize boob? Me want boob. Show boob from picture. And she's like, I have no boob from picture. Those other boob. <laughs> I have no boob. <laughs> then we cut to the mama's boy who basically is on a date with his mom. Yeah. Like, there were, uh, here's the thing. Love Jennifer Lewis. How could like, she not? She is the best. But this relationship between this mother and son is troubling. Yeah. And it sort of played like the mom was like being terrible to the whoever he brings home, trying to force a situation where the, her son would choose the woman over the mom. And then she would like that lady. Yeah, it, it acts like she was like playing 4D chess with yeah, it. Yeah, it's insane. I hated it. I hated it. So 
so much, Paige. And it's and here's the thing. It's like I, I have encountered in my life people who are mean to their children's significant others for no reason other than they can't let go. Uh, and it's real fucked up. And therapy should be a thing. Uh, but to act like it was some 4D chestnut, if if it turned out to be that, I would be so angry. Same. I'd be like, how dare you just man- try to manipulate me instead of having conversations about the person I like and getting to actually know them. What the fuck? Yeah. Tandis. <laughs> Tandis. <laughs> then we have the non-committer where he gets her what looks to be a ring, but it's earrings and she kind of feels like she's one of the guys air quotes i feel like i'd probably fit more than non-committer but this guy's been with her for nine years which sounds nine like years. a very heavy commitment yes it is that's a, a very long heavy time commitment. that's they're common law married in many states yeah anyway then we have the happily married man and the happier divorced guy and it's Kevin Hart just being like, I'm glad I'm divorced. She can't nag me yet. She used to hit me. And you're just like, whoa, what, mm-hmm, sir? Mm-hmm. Do you need a hug? Like, it's real, it's real rough. Like, yeah. he's clearly going through some unresolved trauma. And I'm upset that they end up back together. Even though it was very funny to find out it was Wendy Williams. Uh, not optimistic about the relationship dynamic. I thought it was wild that at the very end of this movie, they make Kevin Hart go back to his abusive wife. That is crazy. And they're like, hey, congrats. You know, that's great for you. Hooray. In this scene, they make fun of him for coming to like play basketball with a black eye. Yeah. And I'm like, so she like hit and he's like, no, I fell down the stairs. And I'm like, this isn't (laughs) funny. No. Like, this is not good. Like, you guys should be like, hey, do you need help? Like, do is are you afraid for your safety? Like, I realize this is like people who are still around today. Like, this is Kevin Hart. It's like a, a lot of famous people. This was like 11 years ago, you know? Yeah, it's not that long ago. Yeah. Like, it's wild to me that like how much that's changed in 11 years. Yes. Like right now, if Mikey was like, or if I came to Mikey and was like, had a black eye. And I was like, yeah, Natalie hits me. Mike would be like, we need to talk about your safety. Yes. <laughs> I would say you need to leave. And if you didn't leave her, I'd give you another black eye. No. <laughs> Tough love. <laughs> no. We would have to have a very serious conversation. And actually, in this state, I'm sure. physical industries lead to automatic arrest. So I might make that happen. <laughs> but and this movie kind of treats it like, well, he's a man. He shouldn't let that happen. And I'm like, what? No, that's that's not. No, yes. what? No. This is gender stereotypes. The movie. This is the most gender stereotype the movie has been since the 90s or 80s. And it's, it's straight out of wild. last decade, like 11 <laughs> years ago. Anyway, but this is where the movie, which inexplicably is narrated by Kevin Hart. I mean, he's like the only one in the movie that does not have a partner. You realize until legit five minutes before the end of this movie he is like their explained away single friend he's the one they're like helping through a divorce right right but so he's narrating and he's like this was the day that the tables turned for women essentially and it's basically steve harvey presenting on tv about his book and all the different women see it yeah now it also is like this book is sold out everywhere i was like is this some sort of wet dream yeah <laughs> like, i was like is, no is this like steve harvey writing everywhere. fan fiction about his own book like, yes what it is, is exactly that page it is 100 percent that <laughs> yes they go they talk about it like three times and they're like it's on back order because when the guys try to buy it they can't find yeah. it yeah they have to steal it from one of their moms yeah it's crazy we also get 
a cutaway to all the boys end up at Rush Street, which is a real restaurant where I had my college graduation like party. Oh, congratulations. Oh, you mean around the same time they were shooting this movie? That's right. Paige is in the background of this movie. You That's can see right. At exactly 12 <laughs> minutes and 48 seconds. And I, I'm making all this up. Don't go. Don't look for it. It was the same year. It was the same year. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Anyway, they go to that restaurant like six or seven times in this movie. They do. Uh, and almost every other location in this film outside of houses is either across the street from that restaurant or next to that restaurant. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like this movie was shot in like three weeks. This, mo this entire movie was shot within two square blocks. Yeah. I, I shit you not. You could walk it. Easy. It feels like it, they shot it four times very quickly. Yeah. Anyway. So Kevin Hart tries to hit on Kelly Rowland at the bar. And I'm like, I know she's not Beyonce, but give her more respect than this. And he strikes out and then he walks away. And then the player walks up and is like, oh, and basically just negs her. It's like, you don't look as nice as you normally do. What's wrong? Yeah. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Like literally negs her into giving him. Her number. I mean, sort of backs her into a corner of tell me a sad thing that's going on in your life in the recent fiscal quarter. And she's like, well, I got laid off two months ago. And he's like, all right, I'm looking out for you. Hope you have better times or whatever. And then like leaves and she calls it back over. And that's like his right. move, right? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. And I was like, no, Kelly, she didn't lay you off. It's just that your solo career didn't go as well as you thought. And you made that music video <laughs> two years before <laughs> this where you were text messaging in Excel. And it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened. And you should be proud of that. That's why he never texted back. <laughs> <laughs> How could he? Well, that's I mean, that's on her because like a, like Excel, she assumed it was a date. Spreadsheet <laughs> jokes. I'm trying not to say anything that comes after a punchline of assumed it was a date. That's right. Todd, you do you think every <laughs> series of numbers on an Excel spreadsheet is a date? He's full of guys. It was like he has to put all the guys in the spreadsheet because they go in a group, you know? It's like a Rolodex, but for my dudes. It's my roll of dudes. It's like a list of five <laughs> dudes, and then you just hit some at the end, and it's like date question mark. <laughs> that just sounds like Grinder. Oh, guys, did we just invent Grinder? Shit. Okay. We're like five <laughs> to 12 years late. I have no idea when that app came uh, out. <laughs> we just invented 2009 Grinder of a side. Sidekick with a spreadsheet on it and Kelly Rowland typing in name. Date question mark. <laughs> this will shock no one, Paige. I have no idea who she is musically. Todd. She is the <laughs> second most talented member of Destiny's Child. She was in a Destiny Child? I can't deal with this, man. <laughs> I know who Destiny's Child is. Yeah, all the single ladies. I get it. That's Beyonce by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name one Destiny's Child song? Say my name, baby. Let's go. There we go. There all right. Go. All right. There all right. But that was actually pre-Michelle. That's her and Kelly with the other two. Yeah. Destiny's Child, I like kicking myself for not seeing them back in the day when it was way easier to do so. They would tour with a live fucking band. Yeah. Full horn section Every, like I met the guy who played drums for Destiny's Child, and he is, well, was at the time, the most expensive drummer to take on the road. That doesn't surprise me at all. Me either. He was doing a drum clinic that I got invited to, and he was amazing. I had never heard his name, I'm and sure. I was like, oh, he plays for Destiny's Child? I was like, okay, cool, check it out. And I was like, holy God, this guy can jam. Like, he's so good. Yeah. Anyway, he comes back to the table. He's got her number. And then we reveal that Turtle's credit is 430? That's tough to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... Uh... 
I made the credit mistakes when I was in college. Same. Like I really fucked up young Todd's credit. Yeah. But that takes a little four thirty takes a little bit more than just fucking up when you're a kid. I mean, that's like a write-off or two. That's like I lost two hundred grand in the stock market and I borrowed that money from a bank and I can't pay it back. Here's the crazy thing. And maybe maybe it's because he's slightly older than me. By the time I was old enough to have credit cards, the limits they would extend to you with very little to no credit because you are young are pretty oh. low. <laughs> they are low. Yeah. So like you can only get into so much trouble, really. <laughs> Unless well, you unless you get oh well, I guess if you get like evicted a bunch of times maybe or something but yeah okay yeah that could impact your credit too yeah here's the thing Please. they've been living together and have been in that house together for like nine years almost nine years well I'm sure they haven't been in that place for nine years but sure, they probably sure. moved in like two or three years ago right well and I guess thank goodness they're not married at that point maybe that's why they weren't married everyone goes on their own credit journey I understand I also believe that the Ugh, credit reporting yeah. system system is a full scam and uh we're slaves to a total fucked up system that makes no yeah. sense and actually rewards bad behavior and punishes fiscal responsibility but whatever 430 that's yeah. still i'm like i almost want to high five you and just be like i don't know how you did it man but like gamed the system <laughs> <laughs> The lowest credit score possible is 300. So he's just like okay, coasting okay, right okay. above that. It goes up to 850. I had to look that up because yeah. my credit is probably still not that great. Anyway, so Kevin Hart is arguing with his wife on the phone. It's not pretty, but basically they decide that they're going to have a divorce celebration night minus their one goofy white friend who has to go to a recital yeah his son's recital which i'm like shouldn't that be during the day but whatever no recitals are at night i guess it depends but they do uh, emasculate his son immensely for playing an instrument yes that's what i'm yeah. gonna say it's like insane right he plays both the cello and the violin that kid is gonna be an orchestra conductor or something someday yeah and pay for all of their shit it doesn't hold up well. It honestly feels like this movie came out in 1998, not 2012. Yeah. But then you've got the mama's boy character who's like, oh, let's go to my mom's house. She'll cook for us. And they're like, we're not having our divorce party there. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, and then someone suggests that they go see the new Tyler Perry movie instead. And so Michael Ely ruins the plot. And this is two or three times in this movie that someone's like, I want to go see a Tyler Perry movie where X happens. Yeah. And they either ruin the plot or give <laughs> the craziest description of the plot. And it's the one running joke in this movie that I truly love. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. <laughs> the second time they did the Tyler Perry bit, I literally paused it to see if this was actually titled Tyler Perry Presents Steve Harvey's Think Like a Man. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tyler Perry Presents colon Steve Harvey's comma, Steve Harvey, think comma. like a man, comma, <laughs> confessions of a woman dating counselor. Um, so <laughs> we now cut through all the different archetypes of women that we're going to deal with in this movie. One, the one who's hooking up with no relationship. And he just says, men like women who have standards, so get some. And I was like, um, Oof. he's there for the hookup too. Okay. Right? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, gross. Like, I can't even, it's difficult to quantify how gross that statement is. And there's a lot of that in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And then we cut to the partner in the law firm, still single, makes six figures, adjust your standards. And 
Now, here's the thing. Do I think that maybe she is placing a little too much import on certain things as opposed to others? Sure, but that's not a conversation that happens in this movie at all. Like, I think that's a conversation that could happen in another movie that kind of more in what men want happens a little bit. But in this, not so much. Because Steve Harvey's basically just like, so does he have to do all these things? Settle. And it's almost this idea of like, what you want doesn't matter because he's not going to want that which is stupid yeah and then when is the right time to introduce a man to my kid and he's like as soon as possible and i'm like i understand people waiting that's your kid you're responsible for their safety and he's like well you're wasting time if you like somebody and your kid doesn't like that and i'm like i understand what you're saying yet also what if he doesn't like your kid i'm like are you not gonna talk about you having a kid for the first six months well and i'm like I understand that that's a deal breaker and that's a deal breaker, but that's not necessarily a waste. It's you learning what you want. Like I understand keeping your child's emotions and physical being safe by not introducing them to strangers all the time. Like, yeah, that was wild to me. Yeah. I I think that is sort of a wild take on it, but I don't know. I don't have kids and I have dated a woman with kids and I was just like, I'll meet him whenever you want me to meet him. Yeah. I don't care. Like it's up to you. And if you know, they have kids, you have to come to the terms that you might spend time with their kids. Well, and also that's a difficult situation. That kid might not like you off the bat. Like you have to also kind of like meet that kid in the middle and try to work with that kid. (laughs) Like what? It's bonkers. Yeah. But I mean, like do whatever you you think is right. Parents. I don't know. Yeah, it's your child. Yeah. Anyway, we got to Megan Megan Good coming home with coffee that she has brought home for her hookup, which turns out to be Chris Brown. And this is also the second Tyler Perry movie joke where it's like, where two people meet at church and then argue and then they end up at church and in love at the end or whatever, yeah. which is very funny. But he immediately leaves her and leaves her with a note that says, it was fun, Michelle. And she's like, my name is Maya, asshole. Like, I love how he calls her different names every that time. are all M names. Like he's Correct. like in the ballpark, but always wrong. Always wrong. And we then cut to a scene of people fighting over these books at a Barnes & Noble. Yeah, like literally. Which like... I know you can't see that. It's an audio medium. No, they can't see you jerking off motioning (laughs) and then splooging. No, they can't see that. Anyway, that's what it felt like. (laughs) Does. I mean, it is very masturbatory for this book. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the first things in it, and, and this is kind of, it's one of many of the like quoting quotables from this book, boys shack men build homes yeah which like i understand the thought process behind that of like people who don't intend to stay a long time will not establish permanent things i think is a better way to phrase that but the shack versus build homes puts like an economic slant on it that i think is missing the point a little bit oh you mean like when you boil down nuanced messages into sound bites sometimes the overall message is lost yeah that happens every day all the time i think if you want to consider this one phrase you should consider the phrase instead people who want to stay will establish permanent things well people who do not will not and that could be any number of things there are a lot of things that are more permanent that are not tangible great but This is what she's going to use to redecorate the house for some reason. She takes it extremely literally. Anyway, we then cut to the mama's boy versus the single mom. And this is where we run into the single mom buying the book and in line meets 
the mama's boy, Michael Hanover. Yeah. And they agree to go out to dinner. They seem very cordial. You know, they, they seem nice. It's fine. I thought it was cute, man. I thought yeah. they had like good banter back and forth. And there was that guy in between him and he was like rolling his eyes when they were talking. <laughs> I thought it was a cute little scene. Well, and I love that he let him cut in line. That was very funny. Yeah. 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 He was just like, all right, man, just get in front of me. It's fine. Like, <laughs> but he does say, hey, can you go grab coffee? And she's like, I got to go pick up my son. And the movie does, I think, play this in a smart way because it's very clear that she expects him to maybe not say, oh, never mind then. Yes. Or just not say anything, but don't then reschedule, right? Right, You know, just sort right. of like let it go. And there is that pause there, but he's just like, oh, you got a kid, awesome, can we do dinner? Yes. Right. I, I thought it was a pretty sweet meat cute. It is very sweet. I also think that if you're, if you're in his shoes and someone's like, I have a kid, I have to go take this. Well, are you single though because like i'd still like to take you out to dinner like i think he makes that clear yeah yeah i dated a single mom like two girls ago i feel like you've dated multiple single moms i totally have yes <laughs> yeah mikey's got a lane ladies it's the hov lane because i'm looking for a family <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about the pregnant lady who got pulled over in texas for driving in the hov lane who got out of her ticket by saying that in texas her fetus is classified as a person there's a lawsuit mm -hmm. in florida where i saw that yeah a woman is suing Same saying situation. that the fetus is being held against its will without being convicted of a crime in jail but you know what florida's gonna do they're gonna be like well that fetus was there when you committed the crime. <laughs> it's an so accessory. It's, it's an, an accessory. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta bottle that baby up in jail until it's birthday. I don't know. I don't know if you, you know, but, but the charge for being an accessory in this case is solitary <laughs> <laughs> for like nine months. <laughs> that baby is gonna have the best rap album name if they want it, and that and that name is Born with a Rap Sheet. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody has to have named a rap album that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, so they kind of connect. We cut to the non-committer versus the girl who wants the ring, who, by the way, have been together for nine years. Yeah. Nine. So, like, he's non-committal to this long-term relationship. And we cut to her talking to her co-worker. They are real estate agents. And yeah. she basically is like, this book says that I have to require him to do it. And I haven't required him to do anything. And I was like... <gasps> Is this like the ultimatum, like the worst yes. dating show on Netflix? And it fucking is. I'll say this. The Lachey's are out here in these streets ruining people's lives, but I'm loving it. <sighs> Man. Can we talk about Perfect Match for a second? Can we? Yes. Can, can Wait, we please? You guys, I finished it today. Guys, I do not, it do not spoil today. it for me. Are you not caught up? I'm not caught up. I'm on like episode seven. Okay, you're almost caught up, but... This won't spoil anything. It blows my mind that Nick Lachey treats every one of these, these reality shows that are admittedly the trashiest reality shows on TV. Yes. They're like the only reality shows where they let strangers just have sex. With cameras in With the rooms page. The if you're a video editor on one of these shows, you I have need seen to talk so to much. You. I have so many questions. But he treats every single one like he's like, this is an important relationship weekend of counseling. And you're just like, bro, you're going to make them hump with sponges on. And then you're going to bring in a new person so that they sleep with a different person every night. I do want to talk about this because I feel like they started Love is Blind as like, we want to make like a real show about love. And him and his wife came Such on. Such bullshit. They talk about the experiment and all this stuff. And they have some sort of pretense of like, it's not for bad. Ultimatum. 
they tried to do that, but you could tell they knew it was all <laughs> fucked up. You could see the look on their face and they were like, yeah. we made a horrible mistake. After that first dinner where they're like eating with them and everything goes Just in bonkers. silence. Oh, the best. <laughs> but then I think they stopped at that point. Because in Perfect Match, he never says this is an experiment. Except that he does, Mikey. At does one point he? he comes out, he's like, this experience will shape the way you view relationships. And I was like... Nick Lachey, no. Oh, I think that's true. But I think he knows <laughs> it will shape the way they view relationships in a very negative way. His experiments <laughs> have paid off. They are science. He knows. He's like, I'm going to fuck up how you do relationships right now. Welcome. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Nick Lachey is this generation's Milgram is what Mikey is saying. <laughs> it's either that or like if there was a version of Cupid that was like the devil. Like the, the, the like a demon <laughs> evil Cupid. Cupid, yeah, evil Cupid. Love is Blind is the one that I don't watch. I watched part of the first season and then was like, no, I can't do this. Oh, In so part funny. because my biggest problem with the show is that everyone is conventionally attractive. There's not a single uggo among them. One couple in season three, both of them were not conventionally attractive. Coincidentally, they got married and have been the most successful relationship of the show. I'm sure they have. They, they probably were more vulnerable. They were the only ones that were there for the actual right reason. Yes. And now here's the thing. I think if you truly did the experiment and it's a mixed bag of who's in it, like it could be any number of things. And maybe people are conventionally attractive. Maybe they're not. I think that if the experiment is true, like, and if they did actually spend the time that when you revealed that people maybe weren't what you initially thought they would be, I think some people would try to make it work and might end up happy and together. I think that's real. But I like every time I watch it, it's like, cool, a bunch of hot stupids versus a bunch of other hot stupids. Great. But there's the thing. These people are all <laughs> hot, but then they meet each other and they're like, I'm more of a leg guy and I just really don't see this working. And like that person, <sighs> that girl's also a 10. And you're like, what? And then he's like, I just can't get over the fact that there's just no sexual chemistry there. While the girl's like covered in like melted butter or whatever. And you're like, I don't see what he's seeing. This experiment is weird. And here to prove my point, who has been the most successful couple on Perfect Match? The two that don't look like supermodels. Right. That just like paired up and we're like, we're in it to win it. Oh, the ones that had like a one year relationship. <laughs> well, apparently everyone slept with Francesca literally everyone and i'm like it's all francesca's ex-boyfriends is that not awkward for everyone else so good anyway so she's kind of talking to her friend of like i sell beautiful homes but i feel like i live in a frat house which by the way their house is beautiful there's just a bunch of stuff in it yeah i mean yeah I, I definitely understand like what her real issue is right and it's just manifested in the way the house is decorated the house itself is gorgeous which is still yeah. a talk you can have of like hey oh yeah i would like us to have a more adult looking home or a more like like let's make this sure. more of a home for both of us and like let's update why don't we have like a dorky room like there's like many like a man cave if, if it's his stuff because like the movie of course it's not both their stuff it's just his toys everywhere or whatever because it's like very reductive right. to any of these situations what's that horrible couch here's how reductive it is we don't know what he does like it's literally not until she's like hey maybe you should apply for this job that we find out that he's like a game designer at Neversoft yeah. who hasn't made a good game since Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 that's fine wow calling out Neversoft because Jake walked through and said the same thing he was like Neversoft when was this movie made and I was like 2012 <laughs> he's like oh that's why and I was like okay <laughs> and plus for the neighborhood that they're in it would be Riot 
instead. Riot Games is pretty close to where they live. But oh, is it? Yeah. Either way, fuck you, Neversoft. Get a good game. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they're a company anymore. Anyway, so <laughs> she and her friend, she's like, so her friend is like, so you're going to Nick Lachey ultimatum him and trick him into giving you a ring? And she's like, no, no, I'm going to require him to give me a ring. Don't hate the player. Change the game. And I'm like, no. Like, this, these are conversations you should have. If you have spent nine years with someone and haven't been like, hey, what are our future plans here? <laughs> like After nine years, you've had that conversation a few times and the shit has changed, especially if you started dating in college and right. now you're, you know, you've been together nine years post that. Like, come on. Yeah. Like your goals are way different at the beginning of college than you are four or five years out of college. Just the fact that they're not talking about like, hey, do you ever want to get married one day? Or I really want to get married one day. I'm going to need that. Or this relationship is going to get rocky for us. I'm surprised that they hadn't had that conversation in nine years. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing. It may, I, when I meet people who have been together for nine years and are not married, I assume they don't want to be. And that, that is a conversation that they have had and they have decided that they have chosen a different path. Path, yeah. you know but at the end of this movie when he is proposing to her he could have been like it has taken me nine months or however long this movie is to decode the message you were trying to send that you could have just said i would like to get married and i would have proposed to you immediately well i read a book where he's the villain in this <laughs> so i don't have to communicate that i can just redecorate the house oh my God. if you've been together for nine years and you want to keep being together with somebody that seems like an easy decision. It, like, right? I, I guess some pe some people put it off because they're like, we want to have a big wedding or whatever. Fine, I guess. But like, yeah, it's your day. You have it however the fuck you want. Be engaged care. for as long as you want. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. just... Or get married at the courthouse. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I it's love. Your, a, it's I your love wedding. a good courthouse wedding. I think those yeah. are great. More people should do that. Honestly, you can make them real fun. I was about to offer to officiate weddings, and I was like, don't lock yourself. No, into that don't page. do that. Unless you charge a lot. I mean, I think for me, it would depend on who it was. Like, there are certain listeners that I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, now, nah, if you pay for my flight, room, yeah. and board, and 20K, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care what you've done. I don't care what I did. I'm going to marry y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting my tangentially related Nick Lachey reference. That's not Nick Lachey. Holy I know, shit. But it's a boy <laughs> band and he was in a boy band. That's why I said tangentially related. He was. He was in 98 degrees, but that yes. was Backstreet Boys. But with global warming, they're 103 degrees. <laughs> anyway, let's get back into this movie. <laughs> so we cut to them playing horse basketball yeah and he's trying to argue like no we play video games she loves everything i do and i think accurately when his friends are like no she does that for you but here's what i'm gonna say speak up it's been nine years yeah <laughs> like, like if you don't like doing you gotta say something <laughs> like he's not psychic i here's the thing do I think that their relationship is flawed in a lot of different ways and both people are at fault for stuff? Yes. But do I think this is one where I'm just like, dude, if you don't like doing those things, speak up. Just be like, can we do something else <laughs> or something? Like, Or just be like, hey, I want to play video games. And she might be like, hey, I want to go read. Great. And you both do that separately. Yeah. That's also fine. Jake and I have a system of if I want to go do something, I'll be like, I want to do this thing. Would you also like to do it? If you do, I'll get us both tickets. If you don't, that's okay. I'm going to go anyway. Put it on the calendar. 
<laughs> and yeah. it works out great for us, honestly. Yeah, communication yeah. usually does in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's how Andrea Gazetta and I had a fun-ass plus-size art day on the Super Bowl day. Because we forgot it was happening. We forgot the Super Bowl was happening. Oh, is that already happened? It happened already. Yeah. I know it happened. I also got Rihanna's birth announcement. Yes. <laughs> when people are like, oh. she didn't do anything. I was like, she's fucking pregnant. And she's visibly pregnant. I'm going to be eight weeks in like, no, I got to sit here and eat these nachos for the baby. <laughs> She's doing then, way more than I would. And then as that person stops fully paying attention to Paige, she whispers to herself, I'm the baby. <laughs> I'm the baby. <laughs> Is it weird that I think in sketches? No. <laughs> I mean, I think in like three minute bits. Yeah. I think in three minute sexual encounter. Oh, so you're doing it twice? Nice. So he's like, no, she really likes it. And they're like, no. Which also like girls like video games too. Like, I, I don't know. I yeah. Like maybe she is doing it for him it does definitely seem that gabrielle union isn't super into video games in this movie so like or has moved on to other things or maybe yeah. she was sure. for seven yeah. years but now she wants a grown-up yeah or at least some steps of grown-up in this sure but like i wouldn't say that playing video games does it to make you a grown-up yeah no. I, like that's I, I guess that's my point no yeah, that, but if you don't if you don't have a job and you just have toys all over the living room and you play video games all day and you've been together nine years and you want a commitment i could see where everything gets lumped together oh yeah i I know, but he has a job. Does he? We it don't hear say. about no, it. No, no, we do. Because, like, her problem is that he is better than his current job. Like, he got a job out of college and hasn't moved up. Yeah, but we don't even know what the job is. I assumed it was some level of game designery I thing. Guess. I have I no idea. They'd never really talk about it in, in detail. He made floppy birds. Say he made floppy birds. <laughs> anyway, we don't know exactly what he does because it never actually tells us because we don't ever spend enough time with him to find out we don't know what almost any of these men do for jobs by the way every one of them unless it's a plot point has lots of money though yeah, yeah at any given time basically yes. yeah kevin hart goes through a strip club every day oh my god that'd be so expensive yeah but hey a plus for supporting the arts bro only expensive if you spend money there i mean you could just sit and watch i guess i feel like that's frowned upon it is frowned upon and he talks about getting dances from people i've only been to two strip clubs in my life and i hated it both times i do not like the whole vibe of a strip club. Mm. I think it depends very much on the place you're at. I've never been to one with ladies. Nice. I've only, I've only been to like two. Have you gone to ones in Nashville? No, those are trash. Don't go to those. <laughs> yeah, maybe then maybe that's the problem. I, I just don't really like, I don't know. We don't have to get into it. Like, I don't really want to see a woman naked unless she wants to see me naked. It's like that kind of thing, you know? So are you are you also not into burlesque? Because I find burlesque much nicer. I'm a big burlesque fan. So I love drag, as you know. And burlesque, to me, feels like it's in a similar family as drag. And I realize that's yes. super reductive. And burlesque is its very own art form. But There's like, a lot of blurring. Yeah, yes, no, I get but you. I, I, but I do sort of love burlesque. Yeah. But it's not for maybe i'm wrong i've never watched a, a burlesque performance and been like turned on turned on but i definitely have watched a burlesque performance and been like holy shit that was impressive yeah you know? oh yeah i've seen i've seen both i would say yeah depending on who you're with and what's going on and the kind of club it is like some of them are just really like drink there and then there's people dancing and you throw money but some of them are very bad yeah both times i went they were for uh bachelor parties and like i sort of felt like obligated to go yeah and there wasn't a place in the 
those strip clubs for people who clearly didn't want to be there but had to be there because they were chaperoning their drunk ass friends, mm. you know, on their special night or whatever. So I just felt uncomfortable the whole time. Mine was more entertaining because one of our friends just spent like three grand and it was like <laughs> watching a car wreck and that was very entertaining in a way if you've ever had a stripper bring your friend back and say i feel bad for taking more of his money can you guys take care of him Whoa, wow girl you gotta stop snitching on yourself take that money i know right no he paid for two champagne room don Perignon bottles or whatever oh my god and like all of us at the bachelor party were like wow champagne would have been really fun to drink together at this bachelor party well, but that's not how it works. That's... <laughs> I don't think he paid for the champagne. Yeah, like, like I mean, that's how what they're saying, but, you know, like. That's what's going to be on that credit card receipt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it was hilarious. Is he single? Does he, does he not interact with ladies in a sexual way on a he regular basis? 100% married. And I was like. Oh, no. I don't see how you hide a purchase like that, you know? Oh, he was married at the time? Yes. Oh, God. Unless you're like. Hey, I'm going. Here's what I'm going to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cutting this. I ain't getting nobody divorced. Like, this is a bad. Yeah. Because your friend fucked a stripper, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, I don't think so. I think he was too drunk to do any. I think he just gave her a bunch of money to feel loved, which I think is sad. That would make me so uncomfortable, unless I knew they had some sort of understanding, I guess. But. I don't know. And then he got thrown out because <laughs> he was too drunk. I literally was like, hey, we got to move this along. My Taco Bell closes at midnight, but I just looked it up. It's open till 1 a.m. We're good. Taco Bell sounds fucking delicious. Hell yeah. I'm going to go get me two slices of a Mexican piece. <laughs> anyway, we cut to the mama's boy comes in and he's like, I met this girl. She has a son. We cut to that girl and or that woman with the son. Yeah. And her friend, Lauren and Candace, having lunch together. At the restaurant where Michael Ely works and and as a line cook, which means that he's making slightly above minimum wage, depending on the restaurant. Yeah. And this is the dreamer versus the woman who is her own man, which I find really reductive as a name. And maybe it's because I am one of these ladies to a degree, but I'm like, no, she's just a successful woman. That's all you have to say. Like the fact that you're like, she is her own man, meaning that a man would fill that successful role but she has taken it on is some fucking bullshit. And I hate it a lot. Yeah. I, hate it. I mean, this sort of is what what men want sort of talked about, but does it in a much better way. It does, although they do in this movie misquote Cher. And I hate that, too, because Cher famously her mom said, you need to marry a rich man. And she said, Mama, I am a rich man. And that's one of my favorite things anyone's ever said. Cause it's just like, fuck y'all. I've got my own money. It's got yeah. the best energy. And instead someone uses this against Lauren to be like, you don't want a man. You are a man as a way to try and like cut her down. And I fucking hate that a lot. I mean, there are also dudes out there who would like nothing more than to be a stay at home dad or to just have a food truck. You know, people with sure. unequal incomes yeah. get married all the time. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, man. Like, this movie is so reductive. It focuses so hard on archetypes. It hits, like, maybe eight people and then, like, leaves out the gray of everyday life. Yes. But he sees her and is like, she's gorgeous. And everyone's like, she's out of your league. But we cut to them eating. And she and Candace are talking. And she's like, when was the last guy you met? 
Candace because Candace is telling her that she met the mama's boy and she's like it had it's been like two years since the divorce so it's actually really nice and, and he's great yeah he's a little younger but whatever then we cut to mama's boy describing her to the other men in a real gross way yeah where it's just about her body and nothing else about her mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like I get that she is beautiful and that is what you've noticed and that's great and I love that you think that she is beautiful and you are attracted to her a plus however it is implied that they went out and talked and there's no other info and then he finally gets into like well she read this book that i picked up for my mom's book club like she's super happy but she had to find a babysitter for her son and then they're just like ew no she has a kid and it's like it's so terrible so terrible (laughs) i was just like oh my god like they should all be single at the end of this because fuck all of them yeah Yeah, when the movie like because for a second page like they're all single at the same time and i was like okay the movie sort of ended 10 minutes after this and they've all learned a valuable lesson and are going to move on with their lives i might see liking this movie overall maybe because all of them should be single they were lying full out to their partners well there is they were all part of relationships that were not working yeah. and and never quite recognize their part in it not working they pretend to as a way to manipulate people and then in the end they're like i'm sorry for manipulating you and you're just like <laughs> that is one part of it sure but there is a little section in this where they're theorizing like well who is the father of her kid and how does that play into it that kevin hart tells a crazy story where he's like could be somebody who hides in a bush and pops out and hits him with a brick. But it turns out that that guy was just interested in her platonically. And they're like, did they ever catch that guy? And he's like, cold case. They couldn't find the brick. And I was like, do we think that Kevin Hart hit someone with a brick or was hit with a brick? Hit with a brick. Kevin Hart was walking a co-worker. He was not romantically interested in home for work and got assaulted with a brick and they called the cops. Like that is what happened. And it was just like a throwaway thing so fast. It was so funny. It is. But I'm just like, who bricked him in the head? (laughs) If I had my guess, for some reason, it would be Robert Evans. But only because I hear about him talking about bricking people all the time. Mm. But for him, it's like people he talks about on Behind the Bastards. It's not like Kevin Hart. It's like Mussolini and shit, you know? Mussolini could have used a brick. Yeah. Mussolini. Mussolini. (laughs) Mussolini. Why you brick up my head? Honestly, you know who's a really really good guy? No. Mussolini. Because <laughs> he's like the opposite of Mussolini, who is a terrible guy. Wow, Mussolini. Wild War II. <laughs> Jake is playing Mario right now, by the way. Well, tell Jake my killer Mussolini joke. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, I like that a lot. Anyway, we cut back to the two women having dinner. And this is where Taraji P. Henson is like, I shouldn't, men shouldn't be intimidated by my success. It should be a selling point, which I agree. It Appreciate smart, is. successful ladies. I would love to marry yeah, Rich. Everyone would, I think. Anyway, but she, and I think accurately says, she's like, there's no such thing as being too strong if i were a man this would be a good thing and it would be something to attract people to me and yeah. literally they're just like yeah well men and women went and i'm just like fuck 
this movie? Man, I'll be honest with you. If I was single, I wanted a date with somebody, and they were the COO of a company, I would be like, Mikey, I think I hit the fucking jackpot. Yeah, well, and like, I, I feel like, is there a conversation to be had with her of, I think you're prioritizing some material things over the way a relationship actually makes you feel and the, someone investing in oh, you as a person. Absolutely. That's a completely different conversation, you know? Yes. And no one has that conversation with her. They're just like, you should stop flashing your money around because people are going to get intimidated. Like, it's so dumb. I'm just like... Yeah, my point only is that if men look at a woman who is successful and they're like, gross, that's dumb. Yeah. Celebrate their success. Yeah, they might share some with you. I mean, if they're your partner, that's like a, it's a win for the whole unit, right? Whether it's a family right. or just the two of you or whatever, like. Win for my unit. <laughs> nice. I never regret when Mikey, like, just pops in the conversation. <laughs> it's always a value add. You, I mean. <laughs> I genuinely feel that way, Mikey. I feel like you think I'm joking. Like, I love it. It's funny. You're like the Woosalini. <laughs> <laughs> my name is a Woosalini. Come to my mansion. <laughs> It's full of ghosts. Your lasagna's in another <laughs> castle. Uh <laughs> you put two ghost lasagnas on top of each other. No, no. don't fuck you. No. <laughs> fuck you. Are you stacking them before they're baked or after no, they're baked? I, 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 I can't. Just, you know, I can't actually visualize it in my I mind. I can't do this. Because I can't visualize. <laughs> so when I say lasagna, do you like picture lasagna or do you hear in your brain a lasagna? No, I picture a typewriter typing click, 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 and it just comes across lasagna. Oh, sometimes I picture that too. Oh, I thought Mikey was joking. I was. Oh, <laughs> you know, I pictured a typewriter typing the word lasagna as I told the joke. There you go. So I wasn't joking. Or was I? Where's the line? I only hear the layers slapping down <laughs> on top of the ricotta cheese that the previous layer was built on. And it sounds delicious. Well, it sounds like a carb is having sex out there. <laughs> Have you ever had sex with a carb? Yes. I mean, yeah. I fucks with the bread, Paige. You get a yeast infection that way. <laughs> I definitely had carbs that I've liked better than sex I've had. Yeast infections. That's a good joke that's why they pay me some bucks <laughs> that's why they pay me what was the panic fest payout 33 dollars 33 dollars <laughs> and 33 cents guys we only have to do four hundred thousand live shows like that to be able to retire <laughs> mikey what if i told you that trip cost the company about four grand yeah <laughs> i hundred percent believe that part anyway back to this movie so we cut to turtle and gabrielle union's house where he brought home pizza and is like, oh my God, we got robbed, but it was only my nerd shit. And she's just like, hey, no, I thought we would paint the room and redecorate and get a new couch. And then when they show the couch, holy shit. I mean, they hold it back for a reveal like this. And man, was it everything I hoped it would be. Because it is like, Held together with duct tape, stains <laughs> all over it. It's, it's not crazy. an adult's couch. No. It reminds me of my first couch in Los Angeles when we lived in Culver City where they filmed this. Was this your couch, Paige? It may as well have been. It was pretty damn close because my roommate at the time <laughs> got the couch because it was the garage couch of her boyfriend who lived with his parents but was currently in Norway with his metal band. And so we came and picked up the couch. It was so big that it broke the like molding on the door as we tried to put it in in the house. Of course We it finally did. got it in and it was this like puke colored suede with stains on it. 
We're pretty sure it gave the cat fleas at one point. And then six months into having that couch, she found out that her, her boyfriend had been cheating on her with every single girl he encountered in Norway. And she was so furious and was like, come get your fucking couch. And he was like, it's your problem now. And then we were stuck with the couch. And then when we tried to move out, we couldn't get it out of the house. So we called the fire department to see if they would let us chop it up and push it out the window into the dumpster and light it on fire. And they would not. And so we listed it on Craigslist and miraculously a giant family came and like had it out of the house in minutes. And we sat on the floor for the last like month and a half. But yeah. Well, that's a story more interesting than this movie. Right. Because <laughs> it had one solid through line. <laughs> This sounds like the Sean's couch of this friend group because they all say that they've had sex on it. Yes. One of them has had sex on it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Although I never had sex on Sean's couch. It was a nicer couch, too. Like, I, I would put that couch in an adult house. Would you put it in your adult house? It doesn't really match my, like, motif because it's it's black. That was a black couch. What kind of fabric are we talking about? Leather? It wasn't leather. It was like, like, uh, like cloth. It was cloth. It was like a sectional, I think. Does still have it i want to buy it i'll bleep the name i don't know if she still has it or not we are not friends on social media anymore that's right okay would it be weird if i reached <laughs> no i think you should reach out for an interview i really liked her and she like ghosted me i mean i will reach out and buy the couch from her if she has it i think she's got a new boyfriend i don't want to buy her boyfriend I just want the couch <laughs> and claim that it's for like a horror virgin office or something. And black goes great because horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. But Mikey, we're moving it into your place. Okay. No, Todd, we got to move it into your place so you and Natalie can have sex on it and complete the spell. Yeah. I think it's funny that you thought we weren't going to do that at Mikey's place. <laughs> well, it's not a Chewy's. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave him alone for five minutes. I don't want that queso on my couch. I'm going to order the brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, God. <laughs> Just a plate of sizzling <laughs> condoms <laughs> with bell peppers for some reason. Because <laughs> they're delicious, Paige. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, here's some color palettes. And he's like, no, can you just do that? I don't want to do this at all. It's crazy, man. Like, he does give her carte blanche to do whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, when she spends all that money making it look great, that is what he said to do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, some people don't like decorating. Like, that's the thing. Some people just don't. Oh, I thought it was wild they weren't, like, talking budgets. You know? Oh, like, yeah. I understand, like, maybe he he isn't into it. He's like, like, for me, when we moved into this place, I was like, I suck at decorating. Like, I'm happy to be involved. Like, I went with her to these places to look at these things. But I was like, if you want something... I'm not really going to have any opinions. So, like, just tell me and I'm game. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not great at decorating, but I do have opinions. I'm like, I want, sure, I want to figure it out together kind of thing. Same. And I guess my point was, if she's like, hey, this goes with this better than what you said, I'm going to be like, I'm sure that's true. Like, I have no idea. Th that's that's kind of how what I, I was like. I kind of want yeah. what this, like Alexa helped me like pick out a lot of stuff because I would like describe it and she was very good at being like, what about this? And, a, 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 and yeah. I'm like, oh, that does, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is universal, but Natalie was really good at that too yeah mm -hmm. anyway so we cut to the player versus the 90 day rule girl right where and this is the like i control the cookie so i control the game i withhold sex and therefore i can control the relationship um instead of like having a discussion about when you might be comfortable engaging in sexual behavior whatever uh so we cut to she's kind of describing it to her friend and her friend is like this thing's crazy but okay 
Uh, and then they run into Chris Brown, who again calls her a different name. But it's like Melanie. It's a different M name every time. It's Monique, I think, is what he calls oh, her. Okay, okay. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Anyway, while they're having this conversation, they meet the player whose name I don't remember because this movie doesn't do great at introducing anyone ever. No, it does not. Oh, Zeke. Zeke is his name. And he buys them drinks and they agree to go out to dinner another time so we cut to the restaurant where candace and lauren are leaving because this movie plays fast and loose with time and when things are happening in a way that is mind-boggling yes as they're leaving they're about to get into their car when michael ely gets called to go valet he drives up in a nice car she's like oh nice car okay like great they he steals a car i mean they say later that that car was one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Hundred fifty five. Oh shit i mean yeah so like yeah a crazy amount of money well and he gets fired because of this which like of course he technically stole a car so yeah (laughs) Uh, but so they threw the windows they're just like Okay, like, you know, dinner tomorrow night or whatever, because she believes him to be some rich, hot guy. I do love how he has to open the door because he can't figure out the window. That was hilarious to me. (laughs) Anyway, um, this is where we kind of cut through the montage of like, what are your short term goals? Intercut with them playing basketball because it's all they ever do, where they're like, Michael Ely, what are you going to do? You lied to this lady. And like, now you don't even have a job. What are you going to do? And they tell him to lie to her. Uh, Like, they literally are like, gotta lie. Oh, yeah. They literally are like, please manipulate her. Yes. (laughs) We briefly cut to Turtle and Gabrielle Union's house where they try to throw out and act like a a $6,500 Eames lounger is like, his old furniture which is crazy yeah and it looked brand new like yes and and she's bought a whole bunch of furniture with a designer there from hd buttercup which is a huge furniture store in culver city that i remember going there once when i first moved to culver city like right around this time uh, a couple years before this and like walking in and seeing the price on one thing and then being like oh i'll never afford to walk like i this is yeah i have to walk <laughs> out immediately <laughs> i just have to kool-aid man my way back out of the door <laughs> anyway This is where we cut back to Megan Good's character trying to figure out the stuff with Zeke and all of the things that she's no longer going to tolerate. Like he has to open the door. I'm not a chirp chirp girl. It's, you know, all this whole list of things, because according to her, she wants to be a keeper, not a sport fish. And they go through this whole thing of like, you know, what's a keeper? Basically placing women's values on policing their sexual choices. And comparing that to fishing. To fishing. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of fish in the sea. I hate it. Yeah, no, I get it. I just don't love it. Mikey? Yeah, no, I don't like it at all. Oh, no, it's awful. Do you open the door for your dates, Mikey? I do. Same. I still open Natalie's car door. My, My dad opens doors. I drive a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, Natalie will drive sometimes. Yeah. Because we only have one car, and sometimes she'll have to drop me off at work or whatever. So, But I'll still open her door. <laughs> I'll run around and open her door and then run back to the passenger side. I Okay. So we only have one parking space, but we have two cars. Okay. Which means that, like, once one car is parked on the street, it doesn't move unless it absolutely has to. Right. Which me and my car is the one parked up at the top, Jake, because Jake doesn't want me parking on the street for safety reasons. I am five foot two and carry offable. And he is a normal god yeah no i get it yeah and so i'm often driving and usually he'll take out the trash 
and then I'll drive down and pick him up and then he'll get in the car and we go wherever we're going to go. And I'm assuming that when you say take out the trash, you mean he goes out and beats up people so you can get to <laughs> yeah, the yeah, car. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. don't worry about it, babe. I'm going to go take out the trash. Yeah, I get to the bottom of the hill and he's like, clear! <laughs> Serpentine! <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that I understand where this is coming from, this idea that you want to show respect for people and there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with doing that. Yeah. But to have it as a blanket, like if someone doesn't do this, they don't respect you is bonkers to me. Anyway. So he does open the door for her, but kind of, she kind of has to like stand there for a while for him to do it, but he does and kind of cut through everybody asking about short-term and long-term goals where like the mama's boy is like, they're the same thing. Cause it's always improving myself. And I just want somebody I can share it with, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but then the player is like, let's skip to dinner and get right, skip dinner and get right to dessert. Uh, and then in, on Michael Ely's date with Taraji P. Henson, it's like, well, let's not talk about our jobs. Let's just talk about each other. And what are your dreams and the things that kind of you want for your life that's not just tied to what you're doing right now? Yeah. And it allows them to kind of connect on a better level because he sees her as more than just her job, which is great. But then we cut to Turtle and Gabrielle Union who take a bong hit and just like chill out. And she's like, what do you think about the future? And he's like, hovercrafts, we better have droids. <laughs> Definitely going to be droids. And I'm like, I don't know what answer you expected <laughs> after bong hits. Yeah. Like, because that'd be my answer. I definitely have had that conversation that Turtle's having right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But literally, I'm like, I don't know why we don't have flying cars yet. Dude, we can't even figure out self-driving cars. Let's oh. just, like, leave flying cars alone for a bit. True. But we cut to the end of uh, the player's date, Zeke. And what is her name in this movie? I know it's Megan Good, but like, what is her character's name? Good Lord. You're just as bad as Chris Brown. Her name is Maya. Maya. Oh my God. You're right. Oh my God. It's a running joke in the movie. How did I ever get it? Zeke and Maya. He Googled it. You know what, Mikey? I did Google it because I utilize my resources. Anyway, this is where Zeke reveals that he used to be a musician and plays a song for her. And it's okay. It's not bad for a fake song in a movie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not amazing. It could be way worse. There have been way worse. It's like a bad boys to men kind of thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. When you've got boys to men, why would you settle for anything less? Boys to men truly, truly slaps. I really wish they had just been like, hey, boys to men, can we, like, steal <laughs> can we one pretend of your songs that this guy this? wrote Mama? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, that's fine. Although we've come to the end of this date, still you're gonna make me wait for three months or more because of this dumb book. <laughs> I mean, it would work. It would work. But we cut from there to Taraji P. Henson and Michael Ely going at it. And she's like, I don't do this on the first date who cares they like they lay it out yeah then we cut to the mama's boy and candace he's like my actual goal was to kiss you great done yeah he's like i really want you to meet my mom and she's like i'd love for you to meet my son and he opens the door and he's right there yeah and he's great with her son immediately where he's like how about street racer three now, I would say from what we see in this movie, uh, this man is a little childish where like it's cool that he's relating to the kid. But at certain points, I was feel like, I feel like you're more into the video, like you're the kid's friend, not a parent like this, this is the connection with your mom. It's she's doing your laundry. It's a whole lot of weird. Oh, yeah, I definitely do think this movie plays him like he is arrested development. May, yes. might be the right term for him. But like. I understand trying to connect with 
the single mother you're dating's child through video games? I do. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I have actively done that. It reminded me of, <laughs> was it uh, how Stella got her groove back? Where he was like hanging out with her kid and was like closer friends with her kid. That was weirder. I just mean like, like this guy's more of like a let's play Minecraft together type age yeah. and build yeah. a ha- like build a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Which is fine. I think it's just combined with everything else. I'm like, mm. yes. Yes. Because like I don't know his job or where he lives and stuff of that nature. I think he might live with his mother. I, th- I think he does and lies about it. Honestly, we cut to <laughs> the next morning. Where Michael Ely brings her breakfast in bed and where he made eggs Florentine while using her Thai takeout. Great. Yeah. One of the best parts of having chef friends is how they are able to magic leftovers into something that somehow tastes even better. It's great. But they're kind of like connecting where she's like, oh my gosh, I love a man who can cook. He's like, I like a woman who can eat. Let's do it again sometime. And he notices the picture of Candace and Duke, her son, on the side table and he's like you're not what i picture when i hear godmother and i was like why like a lot of godmothers are mostly young at some point (laughs) like i'm a godmother yeah and you're probably younger than she was in this movie yeah anyway so we cut to they're all talking about how maya is requiring him to answer the door and all this stuff and they still haven't had sex uh and kevin hart's like gail used to do the door thing like it's a trick it's all a trap this whole thing (laughs) and michael ely comes in and is just like we're fucked because it went really well she thinks i'm a chef on the rise what am i gonna do how am i gonna you know figure this out so we cut to the mama's boy talking to his mom and being like i'm dating a single mom and she's awesome because you were awesome this is great awesome when he introduces her to his mother and his mother becomes a completely different terrible person i was like oh i hate this This oh so much why would anybody do this to their child they love. Mom! No, I'm just joking. My mom never did anything like this. My mom's always been great. We cut over to Turtle and Gabrielle Union's house where she has like completely redecorated. And then we cut to he, him and his friends all talking about everything bad that has happened. Back at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much of just like we see little snippets and we see them talking back together and we see little snippets and, and it's yeah. exhausting. It's a lot of quick cuts in this. It's like a Marvel movie quick cuts. There's like a full Avengers thing going on in here. Yeah. It does sort of feel like Avengers because there's 16 main characters. Yeah. Anyway, we cut through everyone again. The only real information we get at this point is that Turtle could potentially apply for a job at Neversoft because he interned there once and there's an opening. Yeah. Great. Uh, This is also where we realize, or Michael Ely and the mama's boy realize that Candace and Lauren are best friends. They could double date, although that never comes to fruition. They get in a brief basketball fight with Meta World Peace and a bunch of other NBA players and... And I think WNBA player. And, and one WNBA player. Yeah. I love that Kevin Hart picks to guard her. Yeah, and she is twice his height. Although we don't really see much of that till the till the credits, but it is very funny. I love me a tall girl. When it, like, what's her face from uh, Game of Thrones? Gregor Kaglane. Yeah, the mountain. What? Oh. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Natalie's really short, and she asked me. She's like, "Do you only date short girls?" And I was like, "No, I don't really care about height that much." I've dated short guys, and and as a short guy, we appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, a man that our neighbors call Waterman because he looks like white Jason Momoa. So, but Paige was like, "You got an H two go." H two go. <laughs> they call him Waterman because he get me wet. 
<laughs> anyway, so we cut to everything's about to go wrong. It's the second act, and so everything needs to be ruined. And so right. Lauren's making a speech. It turns out Dominic is one of the caters, caterers there uh, and spills, and now she's like, oh, you're poor? Oh, This ruins everything! You ruined everything, Dom! No, Francesca ruined it, Dom. Francesca. You had nothing to do, you beautiful <laughs> bastard. Dom, it wasn't your fault. What made me mad is with her and that other guy from Love is Blind come and make the joke that she rematched and he comes sad. I was like, he's right there. Also, I remember that guy from Love is Blind and he was not that great. Who, Bartise? No, not Bartise. Damien or whatever. Oh, no. Damien was a bag of shit nickels on a Sunday in the heat. <laughs> like, I hate that, <laughs> yeah. dude. If I was on that show, I'd be like, this beach is nice and everyone's crazy and I'm just here for this ride. Right there, that kind of commentary is why I want Nick Lachey or the person who's like hosting the show to be forced to stay in the house with them. Yes. <laughs> and then we get like, we don't get like a host. We get like a host with like a war correspondent vibe. And that's what I want out of these shows. Mikey, I want to tell you something that's my favorite thing and it won't really spoil anything for you. But in the very like mostest recentest episode, there are enough rooms that no one has to go home. It takes them <laughs> the whole episode to figure it out they're the entire so time where they're like, I, I got a match with somebody so I can, I don't go home. And it's like, bro, everyone could stay. All you have to do is to agree to sleep in the same room with somebody tonight. Everyone can stay. And it takes them the whole episode to figure that out. I think it's like 3 a.m. by the time they get it figured 3 out. 3 a.m. <laughs> I love it. The older I get, the more I'm like, I need to be on a reality show. <laughs> I just want to see Francesca be like, Mikey shit on the bathroom floor. I know enough about basic psychology. Oh, you would you would have stayed away from Francesca, but we need to talk about Inez. I'd be like, Francesca, I don't actually want you. So like, what are you gonna do with that? And she, you be know like, that you know, she would match with me immediately. Yes, yes. The second you were like, I don't give a shit about you, Francesca. She would be like, I need him to give a shit about <laughs> yeah. me. I'd be like, what was your father's name? Oh, dark. <laughs> Taco Bell closes at one. We got it. We got to get through. We got to move. We got to move. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we get to Candace meeting the mama's boy's mom, who is Im immediately cruel to her. She's a diabolical nightmare for no reason. It made me so mad because yeah. up to this point, she's been like super great, nice, a little overly, I don't know, connected to her son, maybe, but like not a bad person. She treats the single mom badly. Yeah, it's downright edible, you might say. Yeah, which doesn't mean you can eat it, Mikey. No, it means <laughs> that they might be eating it, and that's why they need therapy. Gross. Anyway, we cut to Maya and Zeke on their date, and she invites him in for a nightcap, and he, like, kisses her neck, which is, like, amazing. But then they basically just stay up all night eating Milano cookies and drinking coffee, and I'm just like, this sounds great. But it is very clear that he thought they were about to have sex. Like, oh, he yeah. puts on, like, put your clothes on the floor. I'm gonna take my clothes oh my off, too. Or whatever. He's, like, got Todd. a condom in his Todd. mouth like throw your clothes on the floor i'm not in a singing contest with you i was just trying to get to the it's, joke it's boys to men it's boys to men and you have to fucking respect it he doesn't get these jokes i'm the one that brought up boys to men first oh believe me church todd knew some boys to men i will do anything mm. will you need only yes i'll make love to you Mikey wants me to <laughs> in this Chewy's bathroom. We're gonna do it. 
all night. I feel God in the shoeys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> More like you feel Todd in the shoeys oh, tonight. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <sighs> anyway, so we cut to the next morning. He comes home and he's like, we just stayed up all night fucking drinking coffee and talking. I didn't get any sex but yeah we're we're hanging out saturday night whatever like he's slowly like yeah falling in love with her essentially yeah so everything kind of comes crashing down where maya runs into chris brown again yeah uh but she does have her granny panties so that she won't be tempted to undress basically which is kind of funny i did think that was kind of funny and it, like, I, i've had girls be like i don't look sexy in these granny pants i'm like girl <laughs> <laughs> foolish mortals uh, <laughs> I mean, well, mikey have you i mean i have ha been in the situation where they said almost exactly that and i would be like i don't care what you look like in them i didn't shave my legs i'm like tommy lee jones and the fugitive i'm like i, I don't, don't care, care. <laughs> <laughs> hey mikey so we encounter a problem with candace and the mama's boy where she's like you kind of got to choose between us this is not working out yeah. uh, and all kind of culminates in kevin hart's divorce party where they're going to the ass factory as opposed to the sweaty crack which shut down for a health code violation very very funny i did think that was very funny too yeah but this is where they find out about the book yeah because the mama's boy like they drop off the mama's boy at his mom's house i guess and she's reading it so yeah. he is like get your ass back here we got to go through yeah. this book yeah. well and they they come back they go through the book they're literally all holed up in the mama's boy's like Yes. childhood room like going through it yeah yeah so then they're like aha we're gonna use these books to trick them into thinking that we are good dudes all instead of having one uh, honest conversation God, with the so... woman they love or sending one resume like <laughs> anyway so a lot of different things happen here turtle and gabrielle union get the couch and he tells her that he sends that resume off uh michael ely does that rooftop dinner which is very very cool. Um, yes. The mama's boy changes his mom's number to work in his phone. So it sounds like he's ignoring calls from work to spend time with them. But really, it's his mom. And then they continue to have Maya and Zeke have a couple dates. But he says, I love you, which basically. But he says it for real. He said he said I think he does say it for real. Well, it says it I in think the movie. he does say it for real. He's like, oh, it slipped out that those because he said be the girlfriend yeah. as part of the lying. But then the right. I love you slipped out and they could could have just had an honest conversation of i really like you it's really hard not to have sex with you yeah well and i mean part of the reason that he <laughs> says i love you is because she passes his cd to like a record producer who ends up really liking him like and she's really yeah. nice to him and like is does thoughtful gifts and stuff it's like it's very yeah. Nice. yeah yeah but essentially it goes well until the next morning um when everything kind of starts to go wrong uh because and and we do get cuts of like they're having like uh, michael ely and taraji pianson are like having sex with like lava cake like everything seems to be going great for everybody until gabrielle union's like hey uh weird thing but i heard from so-and-so that the position is open and they couldn't find your resume yeah and i'm just like why wouldn't he just apply this is so stupid i honestly thought he did send his resume before like because it was such a stupid thing to lie about right yeah. yeah uh we cut to michael ely gets in his busted car he drives off morris chestnut drives up in a porsche and she's just like morris chestnut oh my gosh and it's like i don't blame you girl here are all the things i thought i wanted yeah here's everything i thought i wanted and they agree to go on a date we cut to Candace is asking the mama's boy to go to the family family reunion. He's like, I can't got to take my mom to this thing, but I'll figure out. I'll figure out a way to go. Yeah. Great. So then we find out that 
The record company actually wants to meet meet with Zeke. He says the I love you. They sleep together. We cut to the next morning. He goes out to get breakfast. She finds the book in his dresser drawer or his um, yeah. side table, his nightstand, which also I'm like, you were all using this book. You can't be mad that other people read it. That's a weird double standard. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the book is terrible, but like. But I mean, in this world, it is sold out everywhere. Yeah. Who do you think's buying the book? Everybody. It stands to reason he might have read this book. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wild. And so she freaks out and leaves even though he did legitimately, like, he had fallen for her, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Candace answers the phone, finds out it's the mom, so she breaks up. Then Michael Ely and Taraji P. Henson have that, like, lunch date where she's like, hey, let's take a break because I want to bone Morris Chestnut. And he's just like, fuck you. You're behaving yeah. like a man. And I was like, oh, how does it fucking feel? <laughs> this movie did not resonate well with me. <laughs> I don't need, I've had the exact, like, I just want to be friends. I have a lot of friends, so we don't have to, like, pretend to be friends. We could just, I love that. I've said that to people. I thought it was great too. It's real fun. Put some stink on it and just be like, I don't need no new friends. <laughs> it's great. Fun, fun thing to say to people. I'm not accepting friend applications. <laughs> Fuck. I I had a better line for this. Do you mind if I check my notes app? I think I wrote something for this. Like that doesn't go over well right, when you're great. saying those kind of things no. in this moment. <laughs> we cut to Turtle in Gabrielle Union's house and all of his stuff is back with a note that basically is like, we're fucking over because yeah. you wouldn't send in a fucking resume. And then the resume is taped to it where he's like, like formatted a resume, but it just says blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why would you do I this? Know. When I saw that, that is like sociopathic levels of like work he put into aggressively not better his own situation in a job that he believably would love. Like, I don't understand. I hope he got that job at Neversoft and then they tanked and he got fired. <laughs> I think that's what you happened. You see, Paige, men don't better themselves without a woman helping them or the motivation of sex being at the end of the tunnel to better themselves. See, that's another problematic theme of this film because uh, yes, I disagree. I think that it, anyone is capable of seeking to better themselves for any number of reasons. I did like the quick shot that we get of the two of them dressed as the Navi from Avatar. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, no, the nerd ran too deep. But that is the person you marry. Oh, it's yeah. The person who, like, you're both that level of nerdy about, not necessarily the Navi, but, like, anything that you're super into. Yeah. Look, my dad loves pirate shit. And one time Jake came over and it was my dad's birthday weekend. He's like, we're going to the pirate festival. We should all dress up. And we were like, we didn't bring costumes. My dad's like, I've got enough for everyone. And Jake very willingly and eagerly put on a pirate costume to make my dad happy. Uh, and that's why we are married. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons, but that's one of them. So like, you know, I get it. It's a good moment. If somebody's down to Navi out with you, marry that person for sure. Yes. I would have worn your dad's <laughs> pirate costume on my tiny frame. It would have been wild. Uh, you guys could have called me the cabin boy the whole day. Well, I gladly. I would have called you Smee. Uh, we wouldn't have even put you in the boo box. It would have been great. R.I.P. Glenn Close. Glenn Close is fully alive. She is in, the person in the boo box. No, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, but Glenn Close. I wasn't Close. announcing Glenn Close's death. <laughs> anyway, Zeke doesn't want to hit on ladies anymore. Maya pulls her calendars down. Michael Ely finds a Morisco's truck for sale, and they have a debate about what kind of meat is in the McRib, and the answer is think smaller and more legs. Spiders? What kind of meat is in it? No one knows. It's pork. Allegedly. It's pork adjacent. Porkish. And we do find out that Turtle got the interview, or went to one interview and then got the job, but he feels like he can't call Chris because they're broken up. Yeah. 
great. So they all decide that they're going to celebrate. And this is the one where their one friend's like, oh, I got to go because my wife and I have a thing because I love her. And you're just like, imagine that. Oh, my God. <laughs> imagine doing something for someone you love because you love them and not because you have some manipulative thing to gain. Imagine. And you genuinely enjoy spending time with her. Yeah. I mean, Who I knew? It. We get zero of his story because it's the only healthy one. <laughs> we then get Kevin Hart is like, I used to cook for Gail. Oh my God, I miss Gail. So he goes to the bathroom, calls Gail. This is when we find out it's Wendy Williams. Yeah. Which is wild. And then the toilet flushes and a guy comes out. And we realize that Kevin Hart was not the only one working through some shit on that call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but my favorite is that he goes, who shits with a hat on? And I was like, I've never shit with a hat on. He's right. Go to Gail. Go to her. Or don't. <laughs> I feel like Gail might be a bit abusive. Well, the guy taking a shit didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I did love that he came out of the bathroom and was like, hey, man, congrats, bro. Like, go to Gail. Go to her. Go to her. Uh, and so he comes out and he's just like, Gail's taking me back. Bye. Yeah. So he leaves. Everyone kind of disperses. And the mama's boy comes back. And finds his mama in flagrante with Deacon Johnson. Oh my goodness. And she's made him wait 90 days because she was reading the book too. But he's like, hey man, these are $19 a pill. We got to get back on this sex go. horse or whatever you call it nowadays. We got three hours and 57 minutes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Before I have to go uh, to the hospital. Physician. <laughs> Anyway, we cut to the open house where Gabrielle Union has finally sold the house to this one couple that's been there a couple times. Yeah. And Turtle shows up and proposes to her and she, against her better judgment, says yes. Yes. Mistake. But I do think this is a funny <laughs> scene <laughs> because the couple who ends up buying the house has been like looked at from Gabrielle Union as like, that's what I want. I want a man yeah. who is like ready to put down roots and his wife is pregnant and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And then as he's getting or she's getting proposed to that married couple are watching. Right. Right. And Turtle is like, I want to buy you a house. And the guy's like, hell yeah, man, put down those roots or whatever. And then he goes, I want to buy you this house. And he immediately goes, fuck you. This is my house. <laughs> I like that part a lot. Is like, yeah, that dude has bought a house before. Like, yeah. buying a house is hell on wheels, man. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I hate it so much. We cut to an open mic where Zeke shows up and plays that breakup song that he wrote about another girl for Maya. And she's just like, oh my God, for me, yes. And oh my God, that song he wrote about another girl. But then I thought was for me for a reason for some reason mm -hmm. and he yeah. does say that i he says i love you and like legitimately means it yeah, he even clarifies it yeah. he's like i am in love with you <laughs> like, yeah i don't want there to be any illusions about what's happening right here we cut to candace's family reunion reunion where we learn that she is related to lunel who gets less than 10 seconds in this movie which is painful to my heart because she's one of the funniest people on earth um, she's very funny so funny i was so upset i'm like Damn it. Like, could Lunell have been one of the ladies? <laughs> like, that would have been great. Anyway, uh, he just shows up. Mama's boy shows up to her family reunion and is just like, by the way, I'm in love with this woman and I'm not talking to my mother anymore. Which in the middle of a family reunion, people would just be like, who the fuck is what? Is this a family that he has he has not never met, met never this met is any his of these first people family reunion and everyone's gonna be like well, are you still dating crazy picnic table stander guy yeah well, <laughs> and here's the thing if ever at a family gathering someone's just like excuse me everyone I have an announcement either they're announcing that they're pregnant they're getting married or they're coming out. It's one of the three. Those are the only <laughs> three you're allowed to announce. Maybe divorce. But like to just be like, 
I'm dating someone, everyone would be like, that guy's fucking nuts, right? Like, what is happening? <laughs> also, she already told us you're not. Yeah. yeah. Because she was talking with someone at that gathering already about how she was single again. Right. Well, and then he launches into, and I know, I think this is a case of them trying to make a joke and it playing badly and just not playing out the way that they... Oh, the maker a hot dog? The make him yes. a hot dog thing? I was like, uh... and, and here's the thing. I know that he's doing this in a sense of like, I am connected to you and you making me a plate is a visible display of that. I understand. But the way that he does it sounds like he's just gonna order her around and it just sounds terrible. And you're just like, I know what you were going for, but the execution here. Very poor. I, I felt the same thing. It was like oof magoof when I watched it. It was bad. But we cut to Taraji P. Henson finally going on a date with James while everyone else is gonna go to Dominic's food truck opening. Yeah. And on the date with James, he just talks about himself the entire time. He doesn't even let her get a word in edgewise because he's Morris Chestnut and he has a G6 and he's about to get slizzard, I would imagine. And, uh, <laughs> but she's like, I'm fine, thanks for asking. And he's like, I don't understand. She's like, I know, but I think I do. So she goes to the food truck and bursts through, delays the food line, cuts in front of people and it's just like i love you i want you back and he's like i think we want different things she's like i disagree we want the same thing and i was like he's saying no he can say no but i way. know i was so mad like this is a big night for him he worked hard for this and you're fucking his shit up right now uh, like <laughs> i i love the gesture of showing up and being supportive mm -hmm. of the restaurant opening that's great great i'd be like hey when you're not busy, can we talk? Even if it's like in the next few days, you know? No, Todd, you obviously right. have to get on the truck and talk to him. I know, and stop him from serving the customers that he's trying to build a relationship with. I was so mad for him in this moment. Right. But they end up together, I everyone guess. Everyone kind of ends up together because everyone's <sighs> there, everyone loves each other, and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. And then we do get some pretty great closing credits because it's them playing the basketball game from earlier, and it is very funny. But having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Think Like a Man? Hated it. Yeah, I was not a fan. I'm, and again, didn't like the book, and the movie is basically the book. So like... Yeah, no shocker in the fact that you didn't like both. There's a sequel to this movie, and I'm kind there of curious is. as to like what even happens in the sequel. I think we should do it, but I mean, let's give it some time because yeah, I don't think I could do this one immediately. I will say this though, like I think everyone in the movie does a good job. Everyone's super fun to watch on screen. Kevin Hart's very funny in this movie, but you just have to overlook some like yeah. so much shitty and regressive views that it's hard to enjoy. Yes. But I don't think that's a part of the actor's fault. Like, I think that's a lot of the subject matter that they were asked yeah, to do in this no, movie I, about. I think you know? everyone's performances are fine. I have no performance yeah. notes. No, it's an infomercial. You can only make an infomercial that's yeah. so good, you know? I think you could cut half an hour out of this if you just cut Steve Harvey out of it. Easy. Yeah. But I also think it's too many stories. It suffers from the it same is. Love Actually problem. So, like, it's tough to really invest in anybody, and it's tough to follow sometimes, and... Yeah. That can be kind of frustrating. Well, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here is with your fun facts. Food, Food truck, truck fun, fun facts. facts. When Dominic, Michael Ely's character, talks to the yeah. guys about the movie Four Colored Girls, which came out two years before this movie, he says, 
some psycho drops his kids out of the window. Michael Ely played the character who did that in the movie. <laughs> Very fun. Uh, I mean, not fun. Like, don't drop kids out windows. Um, no, no, no. It's fun that they reference it. Yes, though, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So Michael, a.k.a. the mama's boy and Candace, uh, it's established that Candace is older and he's younger, but it's impossible for him to be any more than four years younger than her because they attended high school at the same time as yeah. established in the very first shot. Yeah. Uh, but in real life, he was 11 years younger than her. So, okay. nice. but they yeah. definitely play him even younger, even though it's established that they were in high school at the same time. Yeah, I got the vibe that he was maybe like, two or three yeah. years younger. Yeah. So this, this I completely missed. I assume I completely missed this. I assume you guys did too. Uh, Bennett is the white character and he's pretty frank about racial topics. He's often played as the joke. Yeah. Um, but what allegedly happens in this movie that I did not see, I didn't find this until fun facts is that he has a wife who is black. I mean, I don't know if we see her. That's cool though. I mean, like, I wonder if she's just like in the background of some shots, at, you know, like she's in the and end. Maybe she had some speaking lines that they cut out. Yes. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. So she's in the end and she's the only woman associated with any of the male characters who has no speaking lines. But that's who she is. But they don't give her a name. They don't identify her. And I was like, what a missed opportunity. Because then we could have seen a, a healthy couple who <laughs> loves each other. Oh, my God. Anyway. They like did all the work that it would take to show a healthy relationship and then just didn't show it. <laughs> I know. Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, and Gary Owen all began as stand-up comedians. And it should come as no surprise. Don't date stand-up comedians. Like most of the time. We're not great people. A lot of the time. I mean, like, there's a reason funny people are funny people, and it's yep. usually because of damage, and sometimes that damage can cause relationship issues. And listen, ladies throughout my life, I apologize. Yep. I was going to name them all, but it was going to take too long. Yeah. I think we have 15 seconds. <laughs> so, uh, Romani Malco, who plays Zeke, yeah. actually started his career as a recording artist with the rap group College Boys, who did have a number one hit, Victim of the Ghetto. No shit. Yeah. Awesome. Good for them. And, and him, too. I mean, yeah. to like transition into a successful acting career. Uh, this is actually the second time Regina Hall has played a character with the name Candace. She is also Candace in The Best Man and its sequel, Best Man Holiday, which we should do The Best Man so that at come Christmas, we can do Best Man Holiday. Okay. So sometime between now and Christmas. Somebody pick best man. Okay. So we can then do best man holiday because I've heard. You realize you, you pick a third of the movie. I know that's true. It's show, just me. Right? Just don't <laughs> let me forget in the movie when she answers Michael mama's boy's phone, she says Michael Atwater, which is weird because his last name is Hanover as established earlier in the script. What? Really? Okay. Yes. yes. And those are your fun facts. Well, think of those fun facts page. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what I like to call a box office. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the production budget was for Think Like a Man in 2012? 27. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? 35. Okay. Why do you think it would be that expensive, both of you? The, the amount the of actors. people in it. Yeah. yeah, the actors. Yes. Okay. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. I was very shocked to find out like that the 12. budget for this movie was $12 million. Ah, holy shit. Yeah. That means people did not get paid what they were worth for this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. I also think, like, maybe they weren't as famous as they were later going to be. Like, Kevin that's Hart fair. was definitely on his upswing. Um, But, I mean, either way, like, that's a very good budget for how this movie looks i think 
Anyway, uh, if you adjust for inflation, that would be about $15.6 million today. Super low budget for what this movie is. Now, this movie premiered on April 20th of 2020. It was up against The Lucky One. That's oh. my favorite. Oh. Yes. Did it go from number whatever all the way across from Colorado to Louisiana? <laughs> so The Lucky One was in 3,155 screens. Think Like a Man was in 2015 screens. They both premiered that week. Which one do you think made more money? So I don't need the amount that they made. I just want you to tell me whether Think Like a Man made more money or The Lucky One made more money. The Lucky One made more money. No, no. I think Think Like a Man made more money. Paige, you are right. Think Like a Man was number one. It brought in $33.6 million. The Lucky (laughs) One also premiered the same week, brought in $22.5 million, literally $11 million less than Think Like a Man brought in, which I think is awesome. Also in theaters that week, the number three movie was The Hunger Games. Number four was a movie called Chimpanzee. And number five was The Three Stooges. Now, Now, Think Like a Man was in theaters for a total of 12 weeks so it ran from april 20th to july 6th but what do you think it brought in domestically at the box office 95 okay 120 i think yeah no page is closer it was 91.5 million dollars it also brought in 21.8 million dollars internationally for a total of 113 million dollars damn and if you adjust that for inflation that's 100 on a 12 million investment yeah. Like even 24 accounting for marketing. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you double the budget, which typically you do for yeah. marketing expenses, right? To like advertise the movie, $24 million is a safe bet. They brought in $113 million. Like I understand Jeez. why a lot of people in this movie went on to continue to be famous. And, and why it got a sequel. They made a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It also brought in almost $20 million in domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. It brought in $19.8 million. This movie made a ton of money, but that is your box office. So Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale yeah our romance scale is a scale of one to ten of how romantic we found this film today page one i hope these people aren't together oh shit we'll have to do that too but i am also a one mikey what are you definitely a one okay do we think any of them are still together probably because they can't communicate and obviously yeah. they've been in long-term unhealthy <laughs> yeah. relationships yeah i don't want them to be for their own happiness but i think they are we just don't get enough time with one couple to invest you know mm-hmm. but that's your romance scale so this week i made you guys watch think like a man mikey no nope. it's Paige's pick next Thank week you. <laughs> so what are you page what are you gonna make us watch next week all right i'm gonna take us in kind of a different direction uh this is new uh, it came out in 2020 starring Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae. This okay. is The Photograph. This is The Photograph. photograph. We're going to talk about it. Make it laugh. <laughs> I, I know very little. I read descriptions. I just wanted to find something because I feel like we covered a ton of stuff from like 10, 15 years ago. And we're always like, you know, if they made this movie today, I don't think they would do this this way. So I wanted to pick something as current as possible. It's got a lot of talented people in it, so I am yeah. hopeful that it will I be mean, good. I love Lakeith Stanfield, so like I'm, I, I'm excited to see it. It sounds great. Yep. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So your homework for next week is to watch the 2020 The Photograph and try your best not to think about how Chad Kroger sort of destroyed music. <laughs> so Mikey, don't... do you have a review for us to read? I do. Hell yeah. So whose review are you going to read this week, my mans? Kenny G, 138. What? 
<laughs> Mikey, will you do me a favor and read this review as if you were singing it through a saxophone? I will not. All right. I tried, chat. <laughs> I don't know what that would be like. Everybody poops, just not on the floor, is the title of the review. <laughs> I love Kenny G so much right now. <laughs> After loving cult podcasts, tearing through horror virgin, and now chowing down all of this gym in about two months. What? It's safe to say I'm a fan. In two months? That's that's a lot of listening to catch up on these episodes in two months. That's a lot of listening. Two months. Paige and Todd have fun exchanges made even more hilarious when they slightly annoy Mikey. Who is <laughs> who is clearly the top of the hose pyramid here? Wait, what? Oh. Is that in fact <laughs> the case, Kenny G, who went from my favorite reviewer to somewhere towards the bottom all of a sudden? From one lovable idiot to another. See, he gets it. He okay. gets it. Yeah. As Kenny G knows what's up. Yeah. As someone who actively dislikes most rom-coms, it is still so fun to listen to these three discuss them with love and just a dash of salt. Ted dash. Dash of salt. 10 out of 10 <laughs> would recommend, especially if you're the ghost of a confederal general communicating <laughs> through a Ouija board and are in desperate need of much some much representation. God dang it. If we could create a stuffed animal plushie of a Ouija board <laughs> confederate general, would that be racist? Yes. Yeah. All right. So when we're workshopping bits, we really need to be thinking long term merch when we're thinking these bits up. Yeah. Sorry. Why wasn't he Confederate? Oh, it was one of his secrets because it was Toby's secret. He was on the wrong side of the war. That's why he was a Confederate general. God damn it. All right. I can only do a Southern. I can't be like, what's this all about? Uh, I'm a Northern general or whatever. Yeah, that's my Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Are we to expect that that's what a uh, Northern general was to have sounded like? Yo, what's up? It's me, Sherman. We're marching here. <laughs> no. no. I hope these torches don't drag the ground too much. Anyway, five stars. That's my review. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny G, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Think like a man, but made for a woman. No. Maybe it's misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.